This is Deserter, the podcast for those looking to outsource some of their drinking. Yeah, thanks to uh, at Dulwich Omnibus on Twitter for that strapline. Yeah, and welcome to our bumper Christmas edition. Up to four minutes longer than our regular editions, although as we haven't finished it yet, there's no guarantee of that. Come to no, think of it, is we it? can't promise. No. Uh, we'll be trying to remember some of the things we got up to since last time. Before moving on to our main Christmas-related topics, deserting at Christmas, the famous night of the lost bishop, and Christmas presents we'd like. And then we'll be uh, running to the news. News, Uh, news, news, news. I think I'll do it like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. The news and a, a roundup of the land that never sleeps, social media. So sit back, pour yourself a glass of something nice, especially if you're on the train to work, and join us here in Borough in the bowels of the Sheaf pub. Talking of which... (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. uh. Perhaps you'd like to explain... I know this isn't really uh, what's coming up. Uh, No, it's more like what's coming up you, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Perhaps you'd like to explain to listeners why we're a week late with the podcast. I'm so glad you um, brought it up, Raider, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I had an appointment last week. I couldn't make couldn't make it last week. No. Medical appointment. Yes. yes. Go on. Perhaps we just check if everyone's eaten at this point. Yeah. If you are eating, I'd, I'd suggest you stop, or if there, if there is anyone still listening. <laughs> uh, what uh, happened? Well, um, I uh, had... It's a, it's a treat. Uh, the NHS give you, at the, if, you've, if you've reached a certain level, uh, that uh, they assign a nurse to... Uh, fiddle about with you. Right. And uh, whereabouts did this take place? Uh, In a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Clever. Good answer. Yeah. And yeah, but it was refreshing? Um, Well, you could say there's a sort of a spritzer element early on. Um, That's right. I understand the procedure you underwent required you to self-administer an enema beforehand. (laughs) Well, no, actually, I got your mum to do it. <laughs> and uh, is, it the, is, is it the case that you brought the enema with you today, <laughs> the, the kit? Yes, oh. I've wrapped it up for you for Christmas. <laughs> right, let, let's, let's move on. I'm let's actually feeling yeah, but, but I'm sick. fine, I'm fine, actually, thanks for asking. Oh, I've got oh, a clean, clean yes, bill of that health. Is good. That is very good yeah, to hear. And yes. uh, I now have a licence to eat bacon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a bowel to be proud of. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on to what we've been up to, as opposed to what's been up to you. <laughs> I'll try that joke again. First of all, One Horse Towns, you, you did a piece about One Horse Towns. Sorry, I interrupted I did. you having a sip of your beer yes. there, didn't I? Yeah. How annoying. What, 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 in One Horse Towns, what do you mean by horse? Uh, well, by horse, I mean pub. Of course you pub do. towns, yes. One pub towns. Went to Honor Oak and Bellingham, Grove Park and Hither Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all delightful in their own way. Uh, some of the responses were, were seemed to be, we're not a one-horse town, we've got two pubs. That we got online? Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I see. Which, yeah, I don't know, it wasn't really, it wasn't a criticism. It was just saying these places have got something, they've got something good about them, like... Honor Oak is lovely and there's lots of places It's a there. celebration, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's something nice, isn't there, about you know, one pub in this, uh, you know, as a focal point for an area. Yeah. As long as it's not, there's nothing, 
there's nothing, or, or there's nothing else for 10 miles, you know, at least you're in London, you're never yeah. that far away, are you? No, that's right, and most of them were, were pretty good, um, I mean, apart from, you'd have to say Bellingham, there's not much in Bellingham other than the pub, and the pub is really uh, run down, mm. um, but that's all going to change, they've got lots of lottery money to um, turn it back into its glory days, as uh, when it was the hub of a community, with a cinema downstairs, and... Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, it was a, a big venue at one time. For and has this uh, work started to change that? I'm not. It certainly hasn't at the moment. No, I mean at the moment the the, the, the barmaid will pour you a pint and then go out round on your side of the bar so she could be near the gas fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, the money hasn't reached that uh, that point yet. Sure and and the other pubs being the railway hotel, the station hotel, station hotel, here the green, yeah, yeah which is and a massive. Boozer, um, yeah. and at the Bering Hall Hotel in uh, Grove Park, which is an antique pub. Yes, uh, it's, a, it's a lovely, uh, quite shabby boozer with a, a real fire and good boo- good beer. Um, but being an antique pub, it doesn't open till four. And if you're the only pub in town, I think that's Ooh, just cruel. That's, that is cruel. Yeah, and of course the. Chandos in uh, in Honor Oak. Honor Oak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know some people said the Honor Oak. Pub is in Honor Oak, but I don't think it is. It sounds unlikely. Yeah, I mean, I think the nap. <laughs> I think it's in Forest Hill, but I, th- I think people also said the nap, and I think the, the, the general name. Yes. There, and I, I think they did have a point. By that, 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 yeah, I think uh, that's in. Um, uh, you'd have to say that's in Honor Oak, although I did include it in my Forest Hill roundup. So yeah, just goes to show, you know, we're not scientists. No, we're drunk. Yeah, but the Shandos, we did have yes. a lovely response from Mariana Ritchie. Mariana Ritchie. About the old days of the Chandos. Oh my so God, that was a story. Yeah. Apparently, in the, in the Chandos, if you wanted to go to the toilet, you didn't actually need to go to the gents. No. No. They had a piss corner. Yeah. So you just wander over to the corner, the piss corner, take a leak, come back and get another drink. Oh my God. We often go on about the good old days, but they weren't all good. Yeah. Not everything was good. Some people would like that. Yeah. Mariana, for yeah. one. <laughs> I don't think we can say that uh, without knowing her. Yeah, anything else on the on the one horse towns? Uh, no, I don't think so. You went to uh, a place with rather more pubs, didn't you? You went to West Dulwich. Yes. Well, I went. I went to West Dulwich. Yes, it was an unlikely uh, four pub crawl. T- turned up four crackers actually. So not, uh, unlikely in that I don't normally associate that part of town with going out boozing. No, I mean, I've never been to any of those pubs. That, that was, was amazing. That is a that is shock to me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it turned into a bit of a country walk. It was amplified by the fact it was a lovely day, um, although it was in autumn. And as you know... You don't like that, do you? It's not really my favourite season. I know for some, some people try to say or pretend they like it. I think, I think they're deluded. I mean, spring is obviously the best season, isn't right. it? I mean, is it? Spring first, summer second, winter third, autumn fourth. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> autumn, I was trying to think what it reminded me of, actually, and I came up with sort of mouldy fruit. The, the other stench I get from it is in an old house where we had a blocked macerator. Right. Yeah. It's that sort of smell of decay. Mm. I once chanced across a dead sheep... Uh, on a walk and that, that smell reminded me of it um, but finally I alighted on what autumn, the smell of autumn reminds me of an MDMA induced evacuation oh Jesus 
that's definitely not the scent of autumn for me, I have to tell you. <laughs> I'll be glad to be shot of it. Anyway, it was a nice day. Let me get back. Let's, let's look at the positives. It was a nice day. First, I started off in Bel Air Park. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd gone to uh, investigate some croquet. You know, I'm, I used to be a croquet master. Well, I, I was sorry to hear the denouement of your high-level croquet career. It was, it was our friend Bales again. I mean, he came back from a mad dash to a charity dash to Paris, paralytic, dressed as a womble, and we had to play the semi-final like that with another <laughs> piss in the bushes. It was absolutely ridiculous. We got cautioned more than once by the judge. Nice um, potty game, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's an absolutely eccentric. brilliant waste of time. You yeah. can have a drink while you're doing it. It's lovely, yeah. yeah. I mean, people who play rugby think they're hard, but do they have a mallet? <laughs> That's a very good point. Where's your fucking mallet? Exactly. So anyway, I wandered across into Bel Air Park. Do you, know, you don't know Bel Air Park? I don't. No. It's, um, it's not far from Dulwich Park. It's very underused, a lovely park with a bit of water in it, thought to be a stretch of the Ephra. But um, you should go there, and I'll tell you for why you should go there. Mm. There's a bloody pub in it. Pub in a park? There's a pub in a park. Bel Air House has turned into basically a wonderful, accessible pub with dining, selling car scale. It's got picnic tables out front on the garden and a lovely terrace. It's, uh, it's quite... Are you asking me now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is quite likely the best spot for a pint in SE21, I think. It's, it's quite incredible. So, I mean, flush with that success, I've pushed on to the Alain's Head in West Dulwich. Um, which is a new one built after the war, after the first one was um, demolished by a bomb. They don't think about that, do they, in, when they start wars? I mean, no, exactly. Uh, to, I, mean, I, know they, I know they concentrate in on the killing, but They're trying, yeah, they don't think about all the pubs that they exactly. smash up. Between, between Hitler and the developers, we've lost a lot of pubs, haven't yeah. we? Um, Tragedy. It was... Um, yeah, the first one was a lovely building, demolished on the morning of July the 5th, 1944, at about 4.30am. Uh, I don't know why I remember all that, it's just mm. that I love pubs. Mm. Uh, someone on um, the East Dulwich Forum posted a picture of the old one. Oh, I uh, saw that, yeah. It was yeah. very handsome, lovely, East, yeah. yeah. I tweeted it as uh, Dulwich Raider. But this one was post-war, it's a bit of a chunky affair, kind of curiously chunky actually. It's like very big on the outside and a bit cramped on the inside. And opposite of the TARDIS. Yes, the opposite of the TARDIS. Um, but I was pleased to see a clutch of regulars in there, which is a nice touch. But it's not really that much to write home about, I wouldn't say. The Ro Rosendale, uh, much better pub, very handsome, an old coaching in, a bit pricey. Mm -hmm. My nuts were £2.50. I see nuts. That's what they're yeah. calling it. <laughs> and uh, pushed on to my favourite, well, my second equal joint top favourite, whatever. <laughs> Love them all. <laughs> Love them all. Um, the Bricklayer's Arms on the borders of Gypsy Hill, which is a bit more of an old boys' boozer, where mm. they're all chatting about rubbish all mm. afternoon. It was absolutely spectacular. At one point, I, I heard the three, they were talking about the England-Scotland game, and one of them said, is it Wembley? The other one said, no, it's Thursday. And the third one said, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Right. Yeah, well, I was in that area uh, last week at, at, yeah. at the school nearby. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Elaine's. Elaine's School. Uh, for, um, You're an old boy. I'm not an old boy. No, it's quite posh, isn't it? There's lots of, uh, it's a private school, pri public school, yes. That's where yeah. the difference is. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, I was going there to see Ned Bolting uh, oh. interview Tim Moore. Um, if you don't know him, Ned Bolting is a TV presenter and author and journalist who's been very generous to Deserter. I was going to say, he's an all-round good guy. He's an all-round good guy. <laughs> he, he retweets us a lot and he, he's, uh, he, he puts some nice comments up as well. And uh, he was in, in, I'd never met him before, and I mm. wanted to. Did he you tell him to write the forward for our book? I didn't ask him that. Ask him. No. <laughs> no, I will do next time I see him. But um, he was interviewing Tim Moore, who is a good, very good, very funny travel writer, uh, who I had met before because we worked together um, for a short period at uh, Esquire magazine. Mm. Um, but he didn't remember me from Adam. Ah. Um, but still, it was nice of him to uh, transcribe the book with uh, a comment saying, um, we'll always remember our time together. <laughs> Another piece that you posted in the slightly prolonged gap between the now and the last podcast <laughs> due to your NHS probing was the future of work, wasn't it? So that piece on the future of work. Did I interrupt you taking a sip of beer again? Yeah, that's right. I'm bad. just going to go for it. Yes, yeah, just, just go for it. it. Just leave me mm. chatting. Mm. Let me... Mm. Um, yeah. The future of work. Um, the future of work, yes. Yes, I mean, things are changing, aren't they? The robots are coming. I was promised that I would just have to lie around being fed cherries and yeah. flicking myself off to Trisha. Well, the future's late, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the, the, the thing that got the most response was the basic income. There's a lot of people mm. right behind basic income, which is, of course, the idea that the government should just give us a non-means-tested chunk of money every yeah. month yeah. to do... Whatever the fuck we like. Oh, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's the spot. I think the principle behind it, if you care to consider the detail, is that if you swept away the bureaucracy of the welfare state, for example, or Mm. of all welfare, Mm. you'd save some money, which could form, form part of this payment. You'd need a bit more, probably. But, uh, and there are lots of books on the subject by much more credible people than us. We've got um, our guy working on it, haven't we? But he's, he's been working on it for a long time now. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see him again, are we? <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, the books are qu- quite dry. There's not a lot of gags in them, so um, I haven't we really haven't read them. finished. We haven't, haven't read them. No, no I, I, mean, I mean, as much as I like reading, I, you know, uh, that's, I don't want to read about numbers. No, it's too much. It's too much, isn't it? Um, of course, the South London Autonomy Group mm. um, that we've got some association with, uh, SLAG, mm. their, their finance minister, whatever they call him, suggests that a large chunk of this basic income could be paid for by the legalisation of drugs. And taxation. The, uh, and taxation. The taxation is actually the important bit. It is. Because yeah. just legalising them. Yeah. All that will do is happen. yeah, make our dealers rich. And, yes. Um, but yeah. yeah. The taxation. Is, of and drugs. Yeah, that, would, that would make them. Yeah. You think of all the drugs that um, people, not us, yeah. people and <laughs> us, uh, <laughs> spend on drugs. You know, if a chunk of that was going to. Yeah. Uh, mind you, you might think, well, maybe we should pay for the NHS then or something. I don't know. Mm. No, give us all some money. Give us all get some money. First of all, give us all some money, then we'll yeah. worry about it. And we'll argue about it. Aren't yeah. We? I mean, isn't, isn't the South London Autonomy Group's finance minister, and now I think about it, quite a uh, toker? I think he is. I forgot yes. his name. No, he did roach our business card. He did. That was rude, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Really, in front of meeting. us. Yeah, they did pass it around, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my problem with basic income is why limit it to money? On a monthly basis, why not get an allowance for beer, you know, or mm. yeah, a pouch of tobacco, a quarter of hash, some pizza tokens, a box set, subscription to Spotify? Yeah. I mean, let's ramp it up a bit. You yeah. Know? What do you mean you haven't heard that album? It's in the basic income package. Mm. You know, it's just rude. There's Go no and excuse. listen to it. It's no excuse. Go and listen to it. Go and play it now. I'm with you, brother. Thank you very much. Once again, uh, on our podcast, we can report that we have ventured north of the river. Oh! So we have. We have, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, I thought we didn't really do that, but it appears we do. Yes, we have. Yes. And, and uh, what's more, it was bloody brilliant. It was bloody brilliant, yes. We, we went up to Hackney. Yes, um, and I posted east. a picture of, uh, from Hackney on uh, Instagram, and uh, my neighbour, uh, his handle was uh, Urban Krav Magar, uh, responded, Why so north, you quizzling cunt? Oh, that's very harsh. <laughs> so you only moved in last nice weekend. Way of, quite a nice way with words, but a bit, mm. a bit aggressive. A bit aggressive, yeah. Um, and it was, it was really lovely. We went up to um, Pudding Mill Lane, didn't we, and uh, walked through the Olympic Park. Yeah, um, I thought Pudding Mill Lane was going to be all cobbledy streets. And no, it wasn't. It was a pretty boarded uh, walkway through a building site. Yeah. We passed uh, Hackney Wick, where Cyclo Dunk, who we've mentioned before, has now got a boat. Yeah, Boto Dunk. Boto Dunk, as we should now call it. And then walked up to Hackney Wick and ended up on the Clapton Hackney borders, yeah. possibly, mm. at the Round Chapel where there was being held the Pig's Ear Beer Festival. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was a tremendous afternoon. Lovely so, spot for it. Um, the Round Chapel's not quite as round as I expected. It's not round, it was round to a point. Yes. And uh, you don't normally associate points with circles, do no. you? No. no, not loud. But nevertheless, a nice. Um, Nice layout. It was, yeah, because you're surrounded by old ca- men. No, cask ale, is it? Cask ale. There's yeah. ale all around the outside, isn't there? Yes, that's and right. And then in the middle, there's lots of old, slightly immobile men. Yeah, it did remind me of Two um, girls. your piece uh, on Deserter about trying to find romance at a beer festival. Yeah. Uh, was it jam jars you went with? Yes, then? that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, for every hundred guys there, mm. there was probably one girl, wasn't yeah. there? I mean, one although girl. it would have to be said, that could be your top of, your sort of girl. You know, she likes beer. Absolutely. She likes drinking in the afternoon. She's eating pork scratchings and playing bar games. I mean, yeah. From her point of view. Unfortunately, she's being ignored by a hundred men who are queuing up with their beer tokens. Yes. <laughs> and um, yes, if you were looking to meet a man, and if, if that was your only criteria, father figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could go to a beer festival and find loads of them. Uh, if you wanted an attractive man, you might look somewhere else, probably anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> or one that um, can walk unaided, anyway. <laughs> um, but it was lovely. It was a great it was festival. A, it had some lovely beers. Amazing. And although I mean, we were in East London, the, I, I was very uh, keen on uh, the, the beer from Brixton, the London Beer Lab, easy drinking APA. The Tip Top Citra. The Tip Top Citra. Well, we kept coming back to that, didn't we? Yeah. Was, Kent Brewery had some crackers, Redemption. 
But uh, yes, funnily enough, they're only a mile from me, and uh, that was probably my favourite as well. Uh, yeah. It was a cask, wasn't it? About 5%. Absolutely delicious, tip top citra. Um, I like all beer to be easy drinking. Yes, I don't really want a hard drinking beer. No. Who no. does? Yeah. What is a hard drinking beer? Probably a sour. Like soup. Like a sour. I don't know. They are hard drinking. I, yeah. I don't really get sours, do you? Well, they're not really beers, are they? I mean, what, you've got to get beer out of your head when you drink a sour. Yeah, I don't I, think I, I keep getting them back. You know. <laughs> I think this is wrong, love. Yeah. Do you know where the name Pig's Ear comes from for the beer festival? No, it rhymes with beer. Is that? Uh... That's it. Oh, yeah, that's it. I see. I had to be told that. <laughs> it's embarrassing, isn't it? A little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, pushing on, and we better get into our main topic. I know mm. this is a bumper, but we're still trying to get it in under the R. Deserting at Christmas. Oh yes. Um, Christmas. It's once a time of goodwill, fellowship to all man, etc. I mean, the good news is that's all over. Yeah. It's now a consumerist shit fest where it's every man for himself. Mm-hmm. What we're going to focus on really is how to make Christmas bearable from a deserter point of view. You know, if you're you know having to work or you're at home with your extended family. You do need tactics. It, it, it's tactics, yes. It's just it's part a lot of our of public service remit. You, you want to be doing as the least of all of them, probably. Yes, very likely, very likely, or the most if it works in your favour. Mm. Um, I mean, let's take work to start for, for starters. I think there's a general acceptance that um, between Christmas and New Year, the uh, perineum of the year, as I like to call it, <laughs> that one should take annual leave. Mm. We say, no, no, nine. <laughs> this is the perfect time to go into work, right? Well, nobody else is there. No one else is there, exactly. No to see what you're doing exactly. or, or that you're doing. You rock up at half ten, eleven o'clock, you can go for a long lunch, you're off at half three. Mm-hmm. Who wants to use that sort of day in their annual leave? No. Save your annual leave for when people really are trying to get stuff done and they desperately need you. Yeah, you don't want to be around them. Absolutely not. That's the first thing, and, and I think that pertains to the whole of December, really, doesn't it? Don't no, only an idiot takes leave in December. There are too many knock-off early yeah. drinks at the desk, prosecco afternoons. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's still going on. And if not, make it happen. Make it happen. Bring take in, it. Take in, in your own. Yeah, take in your own prosecco. Get the bottle open after lunch. Leave a some funny hats. Leave a hat on everyone's desk, <coughs> and get the party started. Mm. You know. Uh, don't wait for someone else to bring Christmas. Get it going, you know. Another work-related thing is the idea of being on call. Now, I mean, this is obviously a great disappointment to some people, but it's our contention, possibly counterintuitively, that everybody should be on call. If you're not on call, well, make sure you are on call now and let everyone know about it. Uh-huh. The idea being that you've got to Boxing Day, you desperately need some time out. Yeah, God, you've been with them for hours. Really, almost nearly a day. Mm. And, oh my God, Mike's just rung up. Mike from maintenance. Oh. The office is flooded. Have you got to... I've got to go in. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go in, babe. Um, you know, works, works. Poor you. Poor me, poor me, exactly. Wasn't that a bit like that last year as well? Didn't Mike, wasn't it flooded? And possibly yeah. the year before. Be creative, it's, it doesn't always have to be Mike. No, they don't all have to be called Mike. 
obviously, it goes without saying, there is no maintenance call. You know, you've made the whole thing up. Yeah, there was no flood. There is no flood. Just you driving round and round in your car, singing your tits off to Mariah Carey, like last year. Yeah, okay, so there it is. Um, be on call at Christmas. It, it, not only does it give you a means of escape, it actually uh, bestows upon you some credence, some credibility. People think, yeah, oh my guys. they've left him in charge of something. Yeah, He's in so important. They're going to I thought he was an idiot. I thought he was an idiot, but they ring him up if they, if they need something done in maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Mike can sort it out. <laughs> okay, that was work. Um, what about the home scenario? How, how well, do you I know, I know you, you were saying you, you've got to take control of the remote because it can go badly wrong, can't it? I mean, well, the remote is just, I think, one piece of a, of a larger jigsaw um, that will come your way if you seed early. Mm. You know, it's no good waiting till Christmas, is there? You've got to start at the end of November. You've got to let everybody know you're exhausted. Yeah. You know, you're, ba- you're barely clinging to life. Your doctors think you're a miracle. You're, the holidays can't come soon enough. You know, that's what you need more than anything, a rest. If you seed all this well, by the time you get to Christmas Day, you can just arrive at wherever you're going, flop with a great flourish into your armchair, pull over the footstool, grab hold of the remote, and announce, oh my God, you cannot believe how much I've been looking forward to this. You're done. Yeah. No one's going to ask you to do the washing up now, are they? Yeah. Uh, is anyone going to ask you to peel the sprouts when you've clearly... Dained the occasion with your appearance against doctor's orders. Um, yeah, you should be able to sleep it off. People will bring you little nibbles. Yeah, or just avoid you entirely. <laughs> Possibly even He's better. on about his health again. You can, yes. You can have a game of chess with little Johnny, which is great, because you, know, you can win that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, away you go. I mean, that, so it's all, it's all in the tactical play. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of napping... I think it's possibly fairer to involve your partner. If, for example, if you've got kids, I think uh, I used to enjoy tag napping, you know, so obviously you've started on the bubbles at breakfast. By about two o'clock, one of you needs a nap. You know. So there's no point you both staying up. That's Absolutely. ridiculous. I mean, it's not what Jesus would have wanted. You started on the bubbly at 10, so... Yeah. So one of you goes up, three hours oh. later, you come down, tag nap, the other one goes up. You're both back in the room for a cold supper and uh, trading places at 8pm. <laughs> trading places. Perhaps mm. that's what we should call the gambit. Any other family uh, tips, family tips and thoughts? Well, um, not really, but I'm, it is a family occasion, so I'm going to the uh, family day at Frontwell Park Races. That's um, nice, isn't it? Just yeah. on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it's a shame I'm not. I thought I, I wouldn't have to drive. Uh, ah. but, um, oh, that's that's, curtails that's a bit of a fun, doubt, doesn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Although, so, yeah, what time are you, what time are you going? <laughs> <laughs> have you got room for two more, three more? <laughs> no. <laughs> so but, you know, at least I will could be bring Tony rich. the twins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you'll end up rich. That's perfect, isn't it? Cards and gifts, cards and gifts, Christmas, cards and gifts. 
I can't be bothered with cards. I don't no. know about your position. I mean, Absolutely they're fussy. It's very difficult. Years. You get lots of addresses. You have to write. I, I don't even know what my handwriting looks like these days. Every, every time I write something, it surprises me. So um, I tend not to bother. What I thought of as a tip, though, is... Have you heard of like these electronic cards that you can send? I have. You have heard. Yes. You have heard. <laughs> it's so modern, despite all appearances to the contrary. <laughs> Even they're a bit of a <laughs> fanarchal, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They're, 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 there's too much trouble. But Can't what, be what you should with do is like, no. no, exactly. So what you should do is just in the subject line put "Merry Christmas." And um, in the main body of the text, type the URL of any known Christmas card, e-card supplier, e.g. Moonpig, or make one up, hmm. you know, christmascard.co.uk. Well, yeah. Put a slash, put a random selection of letters and numbers, and send it to everyone in your inbox, outbox. And uh, obviously it won't work, <laughs> the link will be broken, but they'll think... You've gone to all the trouble of sending them an e-card. You thought of them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not your fault that uh, christmascard.com have uh, let you down. Exactly. Bloody internet. The link's broken. So sorry about that. Yeah, lovely to hear from you again. It's a brilliant idea, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, uh, on the present front, I quite like uh, Ro- Roxy's <laughs> idea is just to buy everything in the summer sales, isn't it? Oh, so yeah, yeah. You get end up getting sort of a cap sleeve T-shirt and a pair of flip-flops uh, in midwinter, which is a nice touch, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. She's good like that. I saw a couple of things that I had on a wish list uh, when I was looking at that future work piece. Um, and I was looking at people's attitude to work and how... Uh, uh, Amer- it's going to be a shock to America to find that, that uh, mm. work is, is uh, not really the centre of man's purpose. Part of the American dream. Yeah. Um, the French, less so. Right. And there are a couple of books that caught my eye that I, I thought I would like. One, mm. one was called Bonjour Paris, um, which means hallowed laziness. And it's by a corporate insider who um, uh, discovered that... She was in sort of middle management at EDF and discovered that her work was utterly pointless. Mm-hmm. And that um, it, was all a, it was all a game to appear like you're, you know what you're doing and if yeah. you do know what you're doing there's, there's really no benefit mm. well that reminds me of our friend Ivan Osman who mm. calls work the game doesn't he yes yes it's, it was very similar another corporate insider mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. and an, another French book called uh, Absolument Debordi um, by Zoe Shepard um, they're writing a lot the French aren't they they are unfortunately this one has not been translated into English so if you are going to Buy it for me. No, this is, I don't think first. he's talking to me. I think he's talking no, to no. you, the listener. Oh, oh, it is me. It is me. Yes, fair enough. No, gotcha. Or, or, or dear readers, whatever you are. <laughs> yeah, if you could translate it first, chuck it through uh, Google Translate, I'm sure it will be fine. But I think that's, that would be a nice thing to do if you are going to buy it for someone. Yes, translate it. It would be, yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently it's very funny. Huh? probably be even funnier after Google Translate, so I don't yeah. know how to go at it. But it, this was um, a, a French civil servant who, she was quite shocked to find that um, she was getting 30 grand for basically mm. doing five hours work mm. a week, and that it seemed to be a competition within the civil service to do as little work mm. as possible. Mm. And um, yeah, both those books caused quite a, a, a storm in France, they were quite controversial. Mm. Right. I think they were both either taken to court or to tribunals. Oh, gosh. 
we'll be uh, sure. for exposing the uh, the lack of work that goes on. Right. Well, I can't wait for them to heroes come over here. Heroes all, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of heroes, well, what about my Christmas present? Oh, I didn't get you one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, well, I've thought long and hard about my Christmas present and it basically boils down to a toss-up between world peace and a spa day for one. <laughs> I went for the spa day. <laughs> I, went, I went for the spa day and I'll tell you for why. How can you hope to effect peace on a global scale if you don't have an inner peace? Mm, absolutely, yeah. You've got to start somewhere. You've you? got to start somewhere. And world peace, like charity, begins at home. Mm. Although I've never really understood that phrase, charity begins at home. I thought charity was supposed to be for others. Uh-huh. Maybe it's like charity, yeah, they're working at, working from home. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, you can't imagine the Salvation Army castle at Denmark Hill just landed, you know. When it began, it was one man in a uniform, feverishly working at a computer in his room. I almost certainly, yeah. Work, working. Yeah. And so, yeah, spa day for me. Um, I take right. you along, but it's for one. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> Oh, what a tale. This is what Christmas is about. This is the spirit of Christmas. It's not pigs in blankets. No. Nor is it the birth of Santa Claus. Quite right. This is when Dr. Tom Butler showed us the true meaning of Christmas, when he walked with his flock. Mm. Silly flocker. Um, for those that don't know the story, ten years ago, this very week, I was going to say day, but I think it was like yesterday or something, wasn't it? Mm. Um, ten years ago, this week, the Bishop of Southwark went missing for five hours. Today, in this very podcast, we're going to piece together those five hours. Just to give you some context, at 5pm, he was de- delivering a, a eulogy at Southwark Cathedral, to which we'll return. And just five or six hours later, he arrived home, his home, he lives in Tooting, or he lived in Tooting, I don't know if he still lives there, with a black eye, bruises and cuts, and without his phone and his keys and his crucifix and his... It's a mystery. His, wow. his uh, con- confidential church, church documents. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what happened? What happened? We know he was at the uh, Southwark Cathedral where he's based at 5pm. What he was doing there may provide a clue. Oh yes. Who was the eulogy to? It was to John Young, the head of Young's Brewery. Uh, I think that can only be a coincidence. Yeah? Yeah. You don't think, you don't think the, there was uh, some cask available in well, the Well, I mean, he was, he was rather against it, wasn't he? he uh, oh, he, he was furious. He, I mean, furious with, uh, especially members of the clergy. Who, if there uh, were any transgressions from his own members, I mean, really, he would come down on them like a ton of bricks. So, mm-hmm. yes, I'm sure he wasn't having a, a, a you know, pint of ordinary. Yeah, not on the altar. Not on the altar, no, no. However, from there, we understand he made an appearance at the Irish Embassy 
for the Ambassador's Christmas Party. Oh, that sounds good. It does sound good, doesn't it? Can you imagine? These are legendary. This is a legendary occasion mm-hmm. in the ambassadorial calendar, as I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whiskey, wine, Guinness freeze, f- flows freely. Let's <laughs> make that my last point. Um, you know, basically, it's rivers of booze. Rivers of booze. Yeah. As well as some uh, Ferrer Rocher. Of course. <laughs> we do know the bishop had two glasses of wine here. We know that because this is the last thing he can remember. Right. I see. I think he might have had one more. <laughs> he might have done. He might have done. He just can't remember. No, because the, his next appearance, according to uh, witnesses, was, curious enough, back near the Cathedral, hmm? in a dark, windy road up by the arches, outside somewhere called the Susha Bar. Hmm, I know it, yeah. Um, where, uh, in which... Paul Sumpter was having a game of pool uh, when he heard his um, car alarm go off. Um, he dashed outside to see uh, why his alarm had been set off to find the back door open. The bish was lying on the back seat with his legs protruding, throwing out Mr. Sumpter's child's toys onto the pavement. When um, he uh, tried to remove him from the car with the help of the bar owner and some bystanders. He became quite aggressive. And this is when he issued his immortal line, which is now used in a sort of call-and-response drinking toast around the bars of the area. Every, every December, yeah. Absolutely. This is, he came up and he said, I'm the Bishop of Southwark. It's what I do. <laughs> classic. Absolute classic. I mean, there are T-shirts with it on. Yeah. Um... Some people go out in mitres. Yes, you, get, you do. You get people do in mitres. Yeah. All around the, 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 bishop, the bishop's route. Some take soft toys, chuck them around. Yes. <laughs> anyway, at this point, um, the bishop started to remonstrate with the onlookers. Quite a crowd was gathering. Um, he unfortunately fell at this point, bashed his head on the gutter, oh, and uh, had a good sit down, refused an offer of an ambulance, and apparently. Um, staggered off into the night de- declaring that he was the Bishop of Woolwich. Oh, that would fox him. That would fox him, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, unfortunately, he left behind all his papers which mm. told a different story. Um, so when um, the Bishop uh, assumed he'd been mugged, a story he later changed, mm. Mr Sumter and others, uh, including the owner of the Sushop Bar, came forward with their side. Yeah, the, they the saw him in the paper saying he'd been mugged. Yeah, and they were thinking, oh, you were oh, mugged, that was better. Yeah, yeah. anything, we were mugged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I'm he's just glad he's in charge of our spiritual welfare. Yes, yes, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, he was looking for God in the gutter, you could say. He was walking with us, mm. the, 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 the mortals, the laymen. You know, he's bringing God to us in a sense, isn't he? So, yeah. I, I can't, I can't tell if he's you know a hero or a twat, and I, and I think possibly, like most of us, perhaps he's a combination of the two. Um, exactly, that makes him one of the people. Doesn't he's it? one of the people. We are all somewhere between those. Yeah, I mean, and, and anyway, there was still there was still uh, another hour which we can't account 
for before he um, managed to navigate his way home somehow, bereft of his uh, belongings. Um, yeah. So if you've got any information on on, on, that, hour, on that, that missing hour, yeah, we'd be very send it into yeah. We have crime stoppers written a piece about him on the site. But uh, yeah, so you know, hero or twat, you decide. Uh, all we'll say is that um, let the bell of peace and love ring out at Christmas, and never let the bell end. Right, time for the news. News. The news. News. <laughs> yeah, I told you I was going to do that. <laughs> Matt's not looking sure about that. Can you sort that out in the edit? Yeah. yeah, thanks. <laughs> news. First up, a quick roundup of pub and beer shop news. Oh, over to it? our reporter. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, there's a, a bottle shop opening, hopefully in Hither Green. Yeah. They should have their license to be able to serve the lovely beers they sell on the premises. Excellent. Uh, there's going to be a beer and chocolate. Beer and chocolate? Yeah, I know, it's, a, it's an unusual combination. Uh, combination. Yeah. yeah, they're both treats. Yeah. Uh, only one of them I like to have every day. Beer. Beer, yeah, yes. Yeah. And they do have a beer that um, is being made with uh, malt from Pressure Draw Brewery, so that's an, an odd crossover. Mm, nice bit of recycling. Beery chocolate. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a new, one, new bottle shop in Herne Hill, which has, also has an interesting combination, I don't know if you've come across before, beer and wine. In, in the same shop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I see. Yeah, yeah. Not sort of uh, matched pairings. <laughs> no, the, no. the right wine to have with your beer. This is Wild and Lees in uh, Herne Hill. Um, I haven't been in yet, but I have did notice a couple of stools in the windows. So maybe there's an on-premises tasting as well, which mm. we always like. And that's to add to the two in broccoli. Yes. Water into beer, which we mentioned before, and the salt house. Salt house. Yeah. Um, I don't think I mentioned that the Hither Green one is called Park Fever. Park Fever, absolutely. I mean, one of the first lessons of reporting is to use the name of the thing that you are reporting about. Thank you, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Ladywell Tavern reopened last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's open again now after a simpatico refurbishment. So I hear, yeah. It was a lovely, lovely place before. So I hope mm-hmm. they haven't changed it too much, but... Um, Yes, uh, Half-Life's played maracas on stage there. Has he? Yes, he has. Or one maraca, because he <laughs> had to hold his pint in the other hand. <laughs> uh, the, Hill Lou- the Hill Lounge Bar in Forest Hill has opened, or is opening. And in Ballam, we've got the Goose Island... Vintage Ale House. Thank you for finishing that off. It's, a, it's not so much a bar as a brand experience. <laughs> Uh, which could be the port end of the end, as, as far as we're concerned. This is um, a bar from one of the big breweries. Yeah. Anheuser Busch Inbev. And uh, basically, craft beer is lovely, everyone loves it. The big breweries have moved in, they're opening lots of bars. Yeah. It's going to be the future. It's just the beginning of the end, isn't it? it, it I mean, our response would be just keep going to the little ones. I will go to it. But I, they can't make me enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vintage ale, is that right? I mean, I want fresh ale. Good point, good point. I hope you've written a letter. In brewery news, Southey Brewing is up and running. Great. They had a launch at the LBD last night, and they're up and running from the weekend. So, uh, and the other brewery that started up is in... Deptford, yes. Yeah. Uh, villages or village, I don't know which. Village. This sounds unlikely for Deptford, it does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Despite yeah. all the gentrification. 
<laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, they're opening their tap room uh, this weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a crowded field now for new new breweries, so I wish them luck. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the tap room will go really well, though, because uh, they're in an area that is just thriving with booze at the moment. Yes, that's true. It's been a you know, pubs like... Um, the job centre and the Black Horses yeah. reopened as a really lovely pub, nice. and uh, yeah. they've got Little Nans, which of not only does uh, cocktails in teapots, they now do lovely uh, four pure uh, caked beer as well. And in teapots, <laughs> you just have to drink it out of the glasses. <laughs> um, probably a good time to mention Dessert IPA will be making a comeback, as we mentioned before, with the guys from Southey Brewery, um, and we'll be brewing it this month uh, and having a Christmas social but the thing about our Christmas social is that it's in January yes we decided to have it in January which has got nothing to do with the fact that we've run out of time to organise it no nothing to do with we, that we didn't just didn't get around to it yeah, yeah. Um, you know the pubs will be lovely and quiet you know, some people will be on dry January and we'll just have them all to ourselves we'll help them from save them from themselves, yes, exactly. Get them back into the boozer. So we'll get, we'll get, we'll hopefully get a date, have a date on that um, shortly. Look out for that on social media. Yeah, so early January at the London Beer Dispensary, I should imagine. Yeah. In other news, London pollution. This is the rather distressing news that uh, London pollution has hit record highs. Did you see anything about that? Yeah, some terrible news. Yeah, absolutely annoying. I mean, even more annoying is the fact that it's coming in from Europe. <sighs> Did they not see the vote? Exactly. We voted. To get out of Europe. We want our own pollution. We, what's wrong with British pollution? Yeah. It's just absolutely fucking annoying. <sighs> However, despite all the um, terrible health and even death that's going on due to pollution, there is some upside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, we're advised no strenuous exercise. And second of all, not to go outdoors. Right, even better, yeah. I love pollution. So we devised a response to this. Uh, Paris's response to this was to make all public transport free. Brilliant. To discourage discourage car use, which Mm. is great, isn't it? Very Mm. good. Discourage car use. And um, if you have got a car, you can only drive it if it's got an even number on one day and an odd number the next day. Right. Which they've been doing in Athens for years, which uh, actually just led to everyone buying two cars, Uh one with an even number number plate and one with an odd number number plate. Mm. So our solution was a bit more straightforward, wasn't it? We just did a, 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 you know, again, coming back to our public service remit, we just did a rundown, a guide, if you will, of um, the best London pubs in pollution black spots. That's right. Stay in the pub. Stay in the pub. Get there early. It says here, no exercise, no outdoors. So really, just wait till closing, then sneak home. Um, It probably comes as no surprise that some of the pubs... In the, in, the be, in the best pollution black spots, that doesn't sound right, does it? Worst pollution black spots um, were in the middle of town. Yeah, uh, Westminster Bridge Road was particularly uh, around of, there, yeah. yeah, just past the Elephant. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, the Crown and Cushion was number one. Uh, right. I can't, I imagine the uh, EDT in East Dulwich is another because Goose Green is a notorious black spot in that dip. Right. So just get there, stay in there. That's government orders. And finally, with so much you know, distressing news coming out of football recently. It was heartwarming to read that Fulham FC have decided to open a gin bar. Did you? That is fantastic. Did you catch that? Yeah. I, it's quite a sleek looking affair, isn't it? It's um, called the Clubhouse. It's billed as a 
unique gin bar uh, which provides a hub for gin fans to gather at the football, enjoy each other's company and to celebrate gin. And I think, you know, I mean, I go to the football a lot and one thing I hear on the terraces is, oh, fuck me, I wish I had a pint of gin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to hear it when I was playing. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense in some ways because, I mean, by the time you've queued up 15 minutes for a pint of absolutely shit beer, you haven't got any time left that's to drink it. It might just work. You know, short, I hope it's not just the way forward for half time. Sure, that's that's possibly true, and we look forward to some feedback on that. I mean, I do, I do, I do. I just hope it's not sort of another publicity stunt, you know, in the mould of the uh, Michael Jackson statue, because I like Fulham. <laughs> if I didn't already support five London football teams, they would be in my top five. <laughs> well, social media, you may have noticed that um, we've, had, we've got a podcast. And yes, we're doing it. We, we are. Yeah, um, we just wanted to say thanks for all the feedback. It's been great. Um, Amazingly, uh, we've been listened to in over 130 countries. <laughs> That's incredible. I know. I don't know. I don't know who's uh, listening to us, but anyway, we've been listened to in countries as far afield as Belarus, Cuba, Simon, Lesotho, Bahrain. Oh, hold on, Simon. S- Simon. Oh, si- Simon from Lesotho. Sorry, oh. and I didn't think there was a country called Simon, although it is a good name for a country. Mm. Isn't it? Barry. Barry would be a good name for a country. Dave Richards on Facebook has asked, can Roxy be on the next one? Right, I bet he has. Yeah. yeah. We have asked her. She's a bit shy, to be honest, although that's what she says. So we haven't seen any evidence of it. Yeah. But we'll keep on asking her. I think he's a little bit smitten there, don't you? Mm. Don't blame him. Talk, lovely, talk, girl. lovely. Talking of being smitten, a uh, Frenchman, Monsieur Ribery, uh, got in touch with us to ask, is Heather in marketing single? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is she? Well, she was. Well, is she around? Let's ask her. Heather? 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 Yeah? So the guy, Monsieur Ribery, a Frenchman, is asking if you're single. Are you single? Don't encourage him. Did you tweet this morning? But, yes. What did she say? Did we tweet this morning? Uh, Did you tweet this morning? No. (laughs) Did you tweet this morning? No. No. Moving swiftly on. To Easter. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) You can have 18 days (coughs) off at Easter by booking nine days this, that's, that's right this, so Claire at Clogsilk got into uh, or, you know, tipped us off really about this in fact it was our biggest most successful thing Heather said wasn't it Heather was very yeah. happy she, she liked it a lot yeah so Claire got in touch to say act fast absolutely do this today do this today or you know seize tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> due to the way uh, Easter and the May bank holiday falls next year for the price of nine days annual leave you can get 18 days off in a row boom go for it once again public service yeah this is why we're here that was actually a bigger deal than our video it Heather was said. yes we have moved into the world of video yeah. thanks to uh, Henrik our illegal intern um, why is he illegal 
I can't remember, is it because we don't pay him anything? Or is he's not underage? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought we didn't pay him because he's illegal. I think it's because he's not... And uh, you don't like he's, him. He's, he's an immigrant. Right. Isn't he? He's from Sweden. Ah. And they're not even in the EU. Right, OK. Um, no, I can't stand him. Why, why don't you like him? Well, partly his easy charm. Uh, he's good-looking. Yeah, I hate that. That is annoying. <laughs> but mostly for his internet skills. Mm. He's going to make us look stupid. Yes. Rich and stupid, yeah. which I'll probably, if push came to shove, I'd take. Yes, uh, Mark McGann got in touch to, to ask us, did we know about the Skeleton Army, uh, a Victorian oh, yes. band of vagabonds yes. who uh, were op- opposed to the Salvation Army and the temperance movement. I'd yeah. never heard of him. I'm very grateful to him for... Me uh, too. I think there's an article you could write there. <laughs> um, yes, there was an anti-temperance movement Yeah, they sounded amazing. Yeah, a right mob. They used to follow the Salvation Army around, making a right old racket mm. and chanting down their chants for temperance in favour of their slogan, beef, beer and backer. Yeah, I mean it's it's right up our street, isn't it? It is. Yeah, they're yeah the proto deserters, and it's a much better motto, isn't it, than uh, the Sally Armies, which was soup, soap, and salvation. <laughs> it makes it <laughs> makes the choice so much easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and so there was called the Skeleton Army, sort of a Victorian uh, street mob. Didn't was it Mark that suggested that could be a good football charge as well? Uh, right, was it? And yeah. I think um, it might have been Emma who suggested oh, it could yeah, be a name yeah. for our beer. Oh. Gavin Rose's Skeleton Army. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks to Mark and Emma. That was a brilliant tale, which we must research a little bit more, actually, I think. Would we'll leave social media on the, uh, well, the slightly embarrassing furore over Corona. We can only apologise. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I think it was Heather in marketing. She's refusing to acknowledge responsibility. You may have seen that the Corona founder left $160 million dollars to his home village, basically, in effect, making everybody there a millionaire. Mm. Did you, you saw that? I mean, I saw that. I was very excited about it. I thought it was lovely. Turned out it was fake. Yeah. But not before we'd released a statement, and once again, we can only apologise, um, s- stating that on our death, every deserter reader would get a crate of corona. Yeah. As if. I mean, first of all, we're not going to give away corona. No. And second of all, we're not going to give away anything. No, that's the truth of the matter. Although we, have, we are known in circles for giving away some of our beer. This was in fact, we fell victim to a fake news scandal, although it was started by Heather. <laughs> Heather. Send us a picture. <laughs> Please don't. Um, right, well... I think that's all we have time for this episode. Well, we've got plenty of time. We've got all day, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, but Matt, our producer, has uh, got to nip off to the market to pick up a bottle of Calvados. And we're going to follow him and make him drink it with us in the street, like a Victorian street gang. Skeleton army. (laughs) Like a Victorian street gang with a penchant for rare... Eau de vie. <laughs> Just because I'm in a street gang doesn't mean I don't want to drink fire water. No. From France. Don't pigeonhole me. <laughs> so thanks, Matt, for producing, and to uh, Tony and the staff at the Sheaf for having us. Yep. We are Deserter. This has been our 
podcast. Bumper podcast. Bumper. This has been our bumper podcast. And we're on all the usual channels. I can say that, can I? I that do. Probably not. Bully. <laughs> I'm just thinking what Heather would say. Okay. We're on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as Deserter Blog. Um, we have a website, deserter.co.uk, designed by Emily Power, on which you can sign up for our newsletter. Right. That's it. Let's get paralytic. Brilliant. Barman. Barman.